You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to Talk Your Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith, and today's guest is a purple belt who trains at Alliance Jiu-Jitsu, located in Edina, Minnesota. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Golick. How you doing, Lamar? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? Uh, blessed to be alive, my man. Always, always. Well, first and foremost, I would like to, uh, you know, give my thanks for you, uh, you know, being on the show today. Thank you as well. Yeah, not a problem. So uh, if you want to go ahead and, you know, formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and uh, let's hear your jiu-jitsu journey. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm a Purple Belt Alliance. Started off in the Chicagoland area. Uh, now train under Damian Hertz, and um, you know I started jujitsu back in 2016. Um, I actually retired from boxing after 14 years for um, a few reasons. I lost a significant other, and um, you know when I retired from striking, I I kind of I realized, you know, I was, I was 35 and at the time, and I was like, man, I, I got to figure this out. You know, I got to, I got to get into something that's going to let me lo- let loose, mm-hmm. you know, the, the demons we wrestle with on a daily. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, um, so, you know, a year after that, um, I had lost my baby sister, so jujitsu was 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 something that was essential to my life. This wasn't just a hobbyist thing. Um, so as I trained through the ranks, um, I was starting to learn that when they say, "Oh, jujitsu is like a chess match," it really is. I mean, even if someone's not pausing, waiting for you to move you're trying to undo what they're doing. And uh, I just found myself falling in love more and more with the sport because what it enabled me to do was unravel the mess that was going on in my own personal mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, if, if anybody's out there that's listening, that's wondering, you know, is, is this a sport for me? Um, I can tell you, jujitsu is not for the weak-minded. No. Um, but it is certainly, if you feel like you're maybe not the strongest guy or the fastest guy, this sport is definitely for you. It teaches you to be an equalizer in the field of battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been athletic. I've always been kind of a brute Uh you know, when I was striking, my you know, my friends called me Vanilla Gorilla um, just because of uh, my strength and my speed. But, man, was I humbled that first week of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I went up against this uh, 120-pound female black belt. She double arm barred me, and I was like, yo, this is the sport for me. <laughs> so if someone like that can neutralize me, uh, I knew right then and there that's where I needed to be. 
So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But that, that's what started my jiu-jitsu career. It was, it was actually loss, um, losing the, the essential parts of what makes a man, a significant other, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, what, what got you, what started you? What, what, you know, I haven't heard your story too much. What, what got you into it? Um, well, first and foremost, you know, sorry for your loss. Um, and you know, you said your significant other and your, uh, you said your baby sister, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, definitely, um, my condolences on that. But, um, what started me was, um, it was a random trip to GNC. Met a, you know, met a guy there who, um, you know, who became my, like my Uber best friend, um, who he no because he's he trained before I started so he's the one that got me like into the you know into the door of doing jujitsu and I've been hooked ever since man it's been five years well it's coming up on six years it'd be six years in April at the end of April so I've been just chugging forward ever since then man but I yeah. think as of like I've always had like a um a spot you know it like as time went on you know the spot for kind of in my heart kind of grew and as of recently like i you know i've always loved the sport well i'm gonna say it's the sport but i always loved the martial art but now like yeah. i like i literally felt in love with the martial art now right because it's like yeah i don't want to do nothing else but jujitsu sure <laughs> so yeah, yeah i'm with you there Cause like, um, cause last, uh, cause I'm doing a tournament in, uh, in on Saturday and you know, I just been, man, I've been pushing myself so hard to get, to get ready for this tournament, man. I'm just, I'm just, uh, proud of myself for doing that much regardless of like, you know, regardless of what happened in the tournament. Cause the registration closed, uh, I want to say last night uh yeah the third so right now i think it's only four uh four brown belts is going to be in this tournament so i'm assuming what they're going to do is they're just going to just group us all together and we're just going to do a four-man tournament so okay yeah so regardless of what happens man i'm 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 really excited i'm really really excited well the nice the nice thing and you know i've competed all my life is by all technicality, if they're a brown belt, you're a purple belt, right? No, I'm a brown belt. Oh, okay. I thought you were a purple belt for some reason. Um, I was going to say, you know, I, I've competed with upper belts before. It, it's always nice to be considered at the disadvantage and to pull the win, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I competed more as a white belt than I did at any other belt. And blue belt, I got my blue belt right before COVID mm-hmm. and I, you know, that was crippling for me. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I found myself going to, you know, speakeasies and getting the training in that way. Um, and there was, there was a lot of us training still, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, someone's house or something or the other, you know, it's, um, we felt a lot of us felt robbed because it was our mental health management system. 
Oh yeah. So, you know, it's it. I think the remarkable thing about jujitsu is you you find you ultimately find your tribe. I you know I I have bear witnessed to three major uh, exceptions in my life where the first time when I was in boot camp and we all got our civilian clothes back on and this was in 2001 and you had your, your skater, you had your headbanger, you had your gangbanger, you had your, um, you know, your, your rocker, you had your punker, you know, you had all these clashes of people that you had your farmer, you had your suburban kid, you had all these clashes of people that banded together to get through a very tough time, which was boot camp at mm-hmm. the time. And you're like, oh, I was friends with these guys. You know, like coming out of high school, you have your clique because they're like you. Mm-hmm. But the eye-opening experience with boot camp was you found your clique that weren't like you. Yeah. And I, I found the same thing. Uh, I grew up in Aurora, Illinois. It's uh, the part of Aurora I, I grew up in. It was, um, you know, if you look up Aurora, it's, it's heavily mixed, Hispanic, white, black. But I was boxing. And so you go to these boxing gyms, and it's Hispanic and black. There's really no white guys there. Mm-hmm. So a white guy walks in there, and, you know, who's the target? <laughs> you know, And I'm cool <laughs> with it because I'm cool with it because, I mean, I've always been an underdog. I've always been looked at as an underdog. Uh, so I feed on that, but, but, uh, it was fun, man. Like going through the boxing ranks and, 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 you know, you know, you, you get considered one of the family and then you go to jujitsu and you've got people that believe different politics. You got people who believe, uh, different ways of life, culture and, and, and things they've been through. And we're all wearing the same gi. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and then after end of class, you either grab a beer, you, you know, out here in Minnesota, we got THC drinks, uh, and I happen to own a dispensary. Oh, but, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So we built a bar in our dispensary. So, you know, some of the guys come through and they kick it that, that way too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, uh, jujitsu has a way uh, and, and I'm sure other people have experienced in other realms, but if they're looking for it, jujitsu has that way of bringing that back, that camaraderie back, oh, that yeah, undiscovered. Sure. And, and the other thing, like I, you know, I'll meet new people through the gym. Uh, they're just like, yeah, I'm just checking it out. I, the best description I give these people is you remember when you were five years old and you're wrestling with the neighborhood kids and you just had the time of your life. And if you don't remember it, but you look back and you remember just good times with, with the fellas at the neighborhood, well, that's what jujitsu is. Mm-hmm. You're just being a kid wrestling around with your brothers and sisters, you know? So uh, when you put that in perspective and you see people smiling being choked, you know, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a way of looking at it when it's like, oh, I'm just being a kid at this, you know? It, uh, I rolled with my coach today, Damien. He's, I mean, he's been training for almost 30 years. Uh, nothing. You can't put, you can't put anything past this guy. Right. But you know, it, 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 it you, you do stupid thing. Like as a purple belt, uh, 
I, you know, you're considered an advanced player, but you know, I, I call BS on that in a lot of ways. Cause it's, you know, I still do dumb stuff. You know, it's like, like I was trying to, you know, he's, a, he, Damien's probably 220, 230. He's, he's muscular. And I hear I'm trying to perform like catch wrestling moves on this guy. And it's like, what am I even do? Why am I doing that? I need to stick to my game plan here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I kind of segue. What, what I'm really trying to say here is, is that it's a hell of a sport. It's so much fun. I feel like a kid when I do it. You know, I, I, there's nothing that brings me back to just, you know, taming the line that's within, you know, and um, I encourage everybody at least try it for three to six months. Just give mm-hmm. it that. Just give it know? that. Yep. Yeah. So... Yeah, man, that's 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 kind of my view on on jujitsu and why I think it's really healthy for everybody. Yeah, man, I can't uh, I can't do nothing but agree with that. Um, cause yeah, like you said, uh, back when COVID hit, I was um, yeah, I was a four stripe, four stripe blue belt. I think yeah, I just got my four stripe on my blue belt when COVID hit. Then those that few weeks that we were off came back tested for my purple belt damn near killed me but um i can't you know i was in a better place mentally back then but like now man if i if we had to shut down now i would lose my marbles man mm, like yeah. i would lose my mind if i wouldn't be able to train uh today right so. yeah i'm with you and hopefully the the public is more aware of things that are going on now that if they attempted to shut us down, we would be eager enough to stand against it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like that with jujitsu, it's taught me to be much more calculated in my decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, it enables you to be more independent now, I'm former military, and it doesn't matter what my political view is of things, but I can tell you that as I've aged in my life, m- the more independent I've actually become. And jiu-jitsu has only made me wiser in those calculated decisions. Right. So, you know, freedom to me is also identifying with jiu-jitsu because Jiu-Jitsu is ultimately just you bringing who you are to the table. And to me, I look at that as freedom. I I mean, I identify so much uh, with Jiu-Jitsu being free and freeing you. Oh, yeah. Because you're you're escaping your, you know, the the thoughts in your head. You're leaving the the BS at the door. You know, like... Dude, I, I mean, as a purple belt, I still find myself getting claustrophobic when someone's on top of me. But I have to just close my eyes and count and just be like, look, man, you're, you're in this and you're not going to die. You know, right. it's, it's okay. You'll, um, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a 40-year-old man telling myself this, right? <laughs> so it's... Uh, it, it, we we all have these same fears and you know some people are like oh i don't i don't want to be 
uh, smothered by somebody. Okay. Play the long game, be open guard, you know, like take, take their back, you know, so you can see what's going on. You know, there's, there's no excuse, man. There's no excuse. Uh, I mean, if anything, anybody should take up any combat sport, but, but the, the most riveting thing is in my eyes is the one that's just freed my mind is jujitsu for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt, man, without a doubt, like, I talk about that all the time, man. Like, um, just yeah, like I said, it's it's so it's so freeing and relaxing and so euphoric. It's like no matter no matter what the day is like been thrown at you, it's like you put that you know you step on those mats and you put that gi on. It's like yeah, we'll worry about that later. It's 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 time right. for jujitsu. So yeah, that that two hours, you know, two and a half hours, depending on how long you train. It's blissful, man, and it's like, man, I don't want to yeah. go home. Like, I just, I got like another hour in me, so yeah. Because like getting ready, well, getting ready for Saturday, uh, we just had like a competition style role, um, yesterday in class, and my instructor was like, you know, how long is your rounds? And I was like, five minutes. I, well, I thought that was four, but come to find out, they're five minute rounds. And he's like, all right, well, mm-hmm. we just gonna roll for that. You know, we're gonna roll for that. You know, that long. If you get tapped, get right. up, keep rolling. And right. man, I was so I was so dead, dude. Yesterday, like leaving class, it took me it took me forever to get in the house. I was like, yeah, my body is done. It was so 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 <laughs> beat up, man. <laughs> I you know yeah, I saw your post about being sore. Yeah, I was uh, like, my everything hurts. I, I mean, I I feel you. You know, with the with the dispensary, um there's one thing that I can encourage I'm, without me putting the plug in for my products. No, go ahead. Go there's ahead. one, uh, there's one thing that I can tell you is I've, I've studied the, the hemp plant, uh, religiously. Okay. Um, it's, and it's not just me. I've got a, a partner. She's done the same thing. She's just a beast at the science of understanding the plant. I've got another partner, a buddy of mine. He's, he's in the same realm and we ended up formulating this balm it's called a quick fix balm you can find it on natrium.com um and what we discovered was the rest of the industry will try to sell you a 2500 milligram balm and say oh this is the solution when really what they're trying to give you is all the minor cannabinoids that that are effective in it and so what we did was is we took the minor cannabinoids uh, by themselves and made it into a bomb. So instead of paying 130 bucks for a bomb that's, you know, 2,500 milligrams, you're paying 40 bucks for a bomb that is 10 times more effective because it's just the minor cannabinoid that's meant for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm bringing that up because not mainly for a, a plug-in, but being 40 years old, my hands get beaten up. My body feels sore. I, you know, it takes longer to recover it. You know, we start seeing the decline of testosterone in our body, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, I can't emphasize enough that taking these protocols by using these balms, you know, go out there and try to find a good balm for you. If it's, you know, if, if give mine a try, if mine doesn't work, you know, Find something, uh, you know, get your testosterone checked because there's one thing that I feel like a lot of us men that are at our age, 
we're fighting. And, and the main thing is, is remaining that lion in the den. Mm-hmm. And, and what's been nice is that boxing isn't forgiving. Jiu-jitsu is much more forgiving than boxing. I, I couldn't get in the ring. I could probably move and, and slip punches and stuff, but I couldn't do what I used to do. Um, in jiu-jitsu, I could at least, you know how they have old man jiu-jitsu, you know, I could at yeah. least move like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's nice that the pace of jiu-jitsu can be, can purely be determined by how you communicate with your partner. I, I rolled with somebody today, um, and it got pretty intense. And I stopped and I was like, Hey man, just communicate with me. If you got, if, if you, if you feel like it's getting a bit too much and he agreed, he said the same thing to me and we did, we weren't realizing that we were turning it up one-on-one to each other each moment. Mm-hmm. And we both, we both had to break away and be like, all right, cool. We're like, let's just, let's just start over. And we're like, Hey, no hard feelings. You know, we're homies, we're brothers, you know? Um, that's the point. It's like this sport is so much more forgiving because you, when you're boxing, you got a mouth, you got a mouth guard on, you got a headgear on, you know, like right. you can't even hear your coach yelling at you, you know? Um, see, I, I stand behind this sport, man. I will do this till the day I die. I actually train with a guy named Pat Worley. Um, if the name doesn't sound familiar, highly suggest people Google that name. He is a grandmaster in karate. Um, he's trained with Chuck Norris. I mean, he, he like, he is the real deal martial artist. Okay. And he's also, he's also, um, a black belt in jujitsu. So, you know, he's, he's in his mid seventies and he's just a pure joy to train with because he's out there still competing. Wow. Right. He, you know, he's out there still putting it on people. And you just got to tell yourself, like, if this is what you want to do, you can do it. The sport will allow you to do it. I mean, it's not like, you know, a lot of these tournaments, they do open age or they open this and open that. Um, there's, there's brackets for it. There's, there's uh gender separation. There's weight separation. There's, there's belt separation. There's age separation, you know? Um, so this, this sport is fitting for all. It, it can be even, I had a guy the other day tell me, Oh, well, I want to get more in shape. And I was like, that's, that's not the answer. What you should be worried about is how do I figure out how to shrimp properly? How do I figure out how to, you know, break guard properly? Not how much weight do I weigh today? You know, that it's, Jiu-Jitsu will teach you to focus on the right things. Again, this comes back to the calculated decisions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, you know, um, I don't know what your take is, like who who it is that's, you know, really helped you propel in this sport, but it's these older guys that were former martial artists in other fields. You know, they they switched over and took it in stride, you know, and you see this and it's like this sport is meant for people at all ages. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And I feel like you kind of land at 
you know, it may not it may not happen like right away, but I can honestly say that I landed at the school that I was supposed to land at. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, when I, when I, um, started training, you know, met my instructor, he's, you know, he's a bigger guy. So he has, you know, he's heavy man jujitsu, old school, you know, grind, you know, smash pass jujitsu. That's, that's all we learn. That's all we know. Yeah. That's all we teach, you know, and yeah. our, you know, his instructor, uh, master Joe Moera met him a couple of times. He's like an uncle now, you know, how many times we've met and talked. And, you know, getting having privates with him and him breaking stuff down even more. And then uh, one year we met his master, Grandmaster uh, Francisco Mansour, who's, you know, he's up there in age, but he's still rolling. Yeah, he's still rolling. He's still moving. And like he's, you know, in his 20s and 30s and just seeing that and just been, you know, following, you know, so many like, you know, uh, jiu-jitsu groups and seeing people in their 70s and 80s getting their black belts and it's like what other sport do you know when you got people you know 70 80 years old still out there training like you know training hard you know yeah yeah and you don't see that nowhere else right like yeah granted you know jiu-jitsu does take a toll on your body but, you know, with the right, you know, right diet, you know, right, you know, cool down and, you know, I mean, you properly taking care of yourself, you can do this for a very, very long time. Right. And, Absolutely. Th- and that's the goal. Like, I want to do this for a very, very long time. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it. there is one thing that I, I wanted to share uh-huh. uh, that I had forgotten about how I got started in jujitsu. Um through the process. And I think you're going to find this to be quite hilarious because the jujitsu world knows about this particular story. And I happen to be part of it. And I don't tell enough people, not because I'm embarrassed because I find it quite hilarious, but there was a gentleman who made jujitsu times and he was a purple belt in jujitsu. And he had come to uh, Rocky's dojo. Rocky is a world-renowned, um, he's, a, he's a master in karate. Um, he's also a uh, well-renowned and respected former kickboxing uh, fighter. And he travels all over the world roughing and coaching. Okay. okay? So the guy is very astute has a high level of respect. Ben, he's had a dojo for like 40 years. Okay. So he ends up going to uh, Russia at the time where he let this guy come in that has a purple belt and just kind of introduce people to jujitsu, the concept. Mm-hmm. And I had attended this class and I, I had taken karate before. So I knew this wasn't right when I saw it, but uh, this guy sits down, tells a story about how he, his dad was a former Marine and all this jazz and that he won't let another man promote him. He's going to promote himself. So this guy promotes himself from purple belt to brown belt. Okay. And yeah, and the jujitsu world went bananas. I remember this, this story. Like, 
I remember this yeah, story. I was sitting in that. I Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I was there. And it was my first class. And I'm like, I know this ain't right. You know, in my head, you know, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta talk to Rocky after this. And so I spent a good month trying to recover Rocky's, um, uh, you know, like his respect from the community of the martial art community, because this guy did this when Rocky had to fly to Russia to ref a fight. He didn't tell Rocky he was doing this. Oh, and no. because Rocky would have been like, yeah, you, yeah. He, so he did this under the no, uh, like, like behind his back, under his nose sort of thing. And, uh, I, you know, Rocky got back and I, and he's like, what's going on? I like, I've got like a three-star review when I had a perfect five, like what? And I was his, uh, Rocky's boxing coach. We had a boxing team out of there and I transferred out to Alliance Jiu-Jitsu in Chicago to be their striking coach. And I was telling him like, look, Hey, I'm not leaving because of this, but I'm telling you, this is what happened. And that's how that whole first interaction of my jujitsu experience happened. And I, I, <laughs> I don't tell the story enough because I think it's funny, but it does put it, you know, it should have put a stain, but it didn't because I knew it was more than that. You know, that is so, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. If, like, if nobody knows what I'm talking about, take some time to research that story. It's quite hilarious. It is hilarious. So, just yeah. to you know, cause I when I cause when I when I seen the video, I seen it on uh, McDojo, on uh, Instagram, <laughs> and I, I you know I, I shot the message to like my instructor and a couple guys. I was like, y'all won't believe what I just saw. And yeah, you know the guy is just casually sitting there. He's you know he's rambling on about something, and then he's you know he takes his purple belt off and puts a brown belt on him like. Cause I mean, once again, I didn't know the full story, so I'm sitting here looking like, is this his school, like, or is he just, right. is he just like just gonna like disregard his instructor and be like, yeah, no, I'm gonna give myself a brown belt. I don't care who says yeah. what. And I was like, how's he walking out of his gym alive, man? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, how he how he walked out alive was the owners were in Russia, right, and. And I was the only other coach. I was a striking coach. I wasn't just boxing. You know, I wasn't anything else. Uh, and I knew it was wrong. So when he ended that class, Rocky was back like a, two or three days later. And there was no class after that. He was, you know, it was, it was the following week had to come around for that next class. So I, I knew I had to wait to get a hold of him. So I, how he got out of there, is he he got lucky he he was calculated jujitsu taught him to be calculated yeah, right, right. <laughs> 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 to be on uh on another venture of, of promoting himself creating his own lineage i guess you know so yeah so I, I you know i think about i think about that you know and um but then i had the pleasure i've i've met jeff glover multiple times okay. you know i've i've talked to pete the greek uh, and I'm a big wrist locker. Um, I let my wrist locks lead into Kimuras and open up arm bars mm. as opposed to going the the opposite way. Just because when people feel like they're wrist locking, they're throwing their arm back. 
Right. You know, trying to straighten that arm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, studying stuff like that has really changed my game. I, I've never been big on arm bars or triangles. Uh, I've always been a guy that just studies more position and, you know, smothering somebody and, and then, you know, getting the choke. Um, but I've really enjoyed the dynamics of exploring this other parts of jujitsu, like the five, like what they call the 5%, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, if you're a white belt out there and someone's wrist locking you, shame on them. <laughs> right. Shame on them. You know, you don't risk, you but, don't wrist lock or heel hook white belts, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say I haven't done it, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> do, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like to give my excuses. I'm my own biggest hypocrite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, no. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of game you enjoy playing, but I, I'm a pressure guy. I love pressure. I love passing yeah. that way, mm-hmm. breaking people down. I love tying the legs up and climbing up. Um, that's that's all me right there. Half guard's probably my favorite position. Bottom half. Um, I'm really trying but, to work uh, work more, uh, be more efficient in bottom half. Okay. Yeah. So. It's it's so crazy, like, out of this whole time I've been training, I wait to brown belt to try to develop a game. And it's like, I should have started this back in, like, late blue, early purple. But, like, I wait sure. to brown belt to be like, yeah, let's kind of figure some stuff out right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're obviously doing something right. Right, know? obviously, right? But yeah, wait, it's, getting, it's gotten yeah, better. I, it's definitely gotten better. I, I got to say, like, when I'm in deep half, the one thing that I – I enjoy the most, and I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you get them in that Kimura trap, you let them pass, and you get you, you, uh, you swim your head under them, and the Kimura forces them to roll on their back, and then you're on top holding the Kimura. So if you haven't seen that move, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I can see it, but yeah, just def- yeah, you can definitely send it to me. I love to see that. Yeah, but but man, it's it's a uh, it's a hell of a, a position to get in because. In their head, they're like, "What just happened?" And they're Kamorad. So, um, it's it, it's great, man. And that's again, that's like when people are reaching in for the collars when they're trying to pass. That's when I'm trying to activate that that wrist lock game. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, we and we've got a few wrestlers, uh, D1 wrestlers in our gym. My, you know, Minnesota, this whole Midwest area, it's notorious for having like a huge wrestling background. Oh, wow. And so I, you know, I, I feel like when I go to other States, like you can tell certain, certain States have different jujitsu. Yeah. You know? And when I moved up here from the Chicagoland area, I was like, man, this is, it's a lot of Slavic people here. Like, um, very tall, big people. Um, I, I feel I'm six foot and I'm, I'm small, you know, in my gym. Wow. I'm 220. I'm small in my gym, you know. So <clears throat> there are smaller guys, but like the average dudes are are 220 and up. So uh, it's it's crazy to me when I go to other states. Like the average person's shorter, the average person's bigger, and the jujitsu that's played within that is different too, you know. Um, 
but I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this journey, man. I've enjoyed this path. Um, you know, I'm kind of personally going some, through some tough times right now, but I went and trained and I felt good about it. And, you know, it just helps you navigate day by day. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Definitely. Wouldn't be able to survive without it. Yeah. Yeah. There wouldn't be many other welcoming sports. No, I, I don't. And I don't, I don't feel like that. Cause I don't, yeah, I don't feel that 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 way at all about it. Cause um, I haven't like I've met a couple like you know martial arts instructors um when I like before I before I ended up joining the gym that I was that I'm at now. You know, I went to go look at other gyms and you know they'll you know they'll give you that like, interview like you know give you the tour of the school, ask what you you know what you're training for and blah blah blah. And the first thing they were going you now they're showing me like yeah you know we got this guy who's a who's the amateur champion. This guy just went pro. That guy just went pro. So you know you you know you just gotta work hard and you know you 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 can you can get there. And I was like yeah that's cool and all, but I don't I don't want to fight. I you know I'm, I'm I just want to train. You know I want to learn a martial art. I want to you know get healthier but all in all i just want to train the martial art and surprisingly a lot of people was like oh well you know you can still train but you're not gonna get much out of it if you don't compete right so i was like <clears throat> oh all right then and like i said it's a lot of a lot of gyms that that do that or a lot of like you know instructors and trainers that i've met just out in the street asking them questions and that's all they've been about like yeah if you ain't trying to compete don't talk to me so it's like oh that's a shame yeah. yeah that's a shame but you know my art school what? is like you know we don't we don't force you to compete if you want to compete you you know go ahead by all means but if you don't then you know just train right so. well you, you, know, you actually bring up actually a, a really important point and when I was boxing they were so hard on you for competing mm -hmm. and the moment you told them you were ready to compete you they were putting you in with the jaguars the hyenas and the wolves mm -hmm. you know and and you were just getting tore up and it and you know like at some point you've got to evaluate it it's kind of like a, a business transaction right it's like yeah. where's my roi on this Right. Um, and not to say you don't learn from competing because personally, if you compete, you learn more about yourself in that, in those matches than you probably do in weeks of training mm -hmm. because you're under hard duress. You're, you're grinding it through your, your explosive, then your time, then you're, you're, you're moving light, then you're trying to, be calculated. Um, but that doesn't mean training doesn't offer that. Right. So for people who feel like, and I, I experienced that because my, my gym in Chicago was heavy into competition. Like they felt the, a lot of the same way. It's kind of toned down since COVID, but, um, you know, if, if gyms are doing that, you've got to think of it as like a business transaction still. Like you're not just, we get that people love this sport, but if this is a business, you have to open up to the nine to fivers because what ends up happening and it happens everywhere. Some of those nine to fivers find that fire 
And next thing you know, you got someone who's, I mean, it happens in boxing a lot where these guys go pro at 25, never had an amateur fight, end up a world champion, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, the same thing is applied with any other sport. Some guys are just late bloomers. Yeah. So for anybody who's out there listening, I would say if you run into a gym like that, chalk it up for what it is. And if your dedication is nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that. But you may find that fire, you know, and, and that's okay too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a willing testament to that. Like I've trained this long. I never, I've, I've, I was like, uh, no to competing. I would, people ask me like, Oh, you know, you compete or anything like that? No, I just, I just like to train. Did one tournament Mm -hmm. and got hooked. And now I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm already signed up for three for this year. I'm training my, you know, I'm training even harder than I was before. And it's like, you know, that, that new spark has been lit. So yeah, I, I encourage everyone to try the sport. Even if you're not, even, even if you're going in it with one, like one thing in mind, like, okay, you're just doing it just to, you know, find something to get in shape, take your mind off of whatever. You don't know what it might turn into. Right. But you know, you, you can't hold on to that. Like, ah, I don't want to do this because of X, Y, Z. Like, no, it's, it, it's a chance that it may be that way, but there is such, there is also a chance that it's going to be completely different than what you think it is. So there's nothing wrong with give, just going out there and giving it a shot. Yeah. And, you know, speaking on just the overall challenges of jujitsu, just even beyond gyms, the fact that at every belt you run into ruts where you'll go a couple months where you'll be like, I'm not getting any better. Mm-hmm. Those are turning points. And those are really the moments that define you as a jujitsu jujitsu hobbyist or player, because it's up to you to continue training or not. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've been there. I've, I've been there so many times and I know everyone else has where I'm sitting there. I was like, I'm not getting any better at this. I mean, I was a white belt for almost three years, mm-hmm. you know? So like, <clears throat> I, I like, in you know, in five years, I got my 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 purple belt. So like, by two and a half year, I was a I was a blue belt. And then next thing you know, I'm getting my purple, which I didn't even feel like I was ready for that. But I worked harder for that purple than I did for the blue belt, you know. Um, but the challenges that came with it, outside of COVID, outside of diff- switching gyms, outside of all those things. The ruts that you run into, those are pivotal moments to just grind through them. Keep oh, pursuing, yeah. keep, you know, just move forward. Don't stop. Train more, in fact. If you're not training, if you're too sore to train, study material. If you're not studying material, think about the movements. Do just do the warm-ups then. I mean, dude, how many warm-ups do you end up doing and then you realize like, oh, now I know why I do this, this, uh, threat, uh, this needle thread with the leg because I'm trying to escape this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there there's is, always something to do. 
Yeah, I'm about. I was just about to say the same thing. Like, there's always something to do jujitsu related. Like, you know, right now, like I said, my body is hurt. Um, you know, from the top of my neck to like to my ankles, everything is like have a little little twinge or a little you know pain in it. But as soon as I get done with this episode, I'm I got mats on the floor right now. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to you know do a couple drills or whatever. Like, I don't need a lot of space, but there's always room and time to do jujitsu. Like if you yeah. can't go, if you can't make it to the gym, you know, like you, like you said, study material, um, you know, watch videos, take notes, like, you know, build up that, that list of questions you want to ask your instructor. When you get, to, when you finally do get the class, you won't feel so far behind because you took the time out to, you know, study, um, you know, off the mats. Right. So, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I was going to say, too, I mean, find, find like, if you're in a rut and there's a game that you like to play, find a guy that plays that game that does, like, fight to wins or, you know, I, I mean, I hate to use the name Gordon Ryan as much as I, I love Gordon Ryan, but I'm not trying to be cliche. I'm just saying. Find somebody like Nikki Rod's body locks. Like maybe maybe that's been your thing for a bit, but you feel like you're out of what. Find a jujitsu player that's doing those those things, and it'll open up a whole can of worms for you. You know, those those ruts don't have to remain ruts forever. No, they don't. I mean. Because, you know, just thinking about what you were saying, uh, it was a conversation I had uh, with my wife a couple weeks ago. Um, just I was like, man, I just just to think like these these past five years that I've been training at this school, you know, walked in. I was like the lowest guy on the totem pole, you know, freshly new white belt. Didn't know what the hell he was doing. Everything seemed weird and awkward, like a whole different new language. And five years later, I am a brown belt who is also an assistant instructor. And I am the second highest ranked guy at my school. That's awesome. That's like, wow. Mm -hmm. And to think like, you know, to think, like I said, I, I did a little bit of MMA, a little bit of boxing, a little bit of here and there at different schools, but to be fully committed to something it's that's just you know just just proof right there like anybody like if you just step on the mats and you're determined to just do better than you did the last class i promise you man you will you will love it and you will be like damn man, i can't imagine what life without it anymore right so definitely, definitely yeah you know definitely. it's I, I i was just gonna say too uh you you said something you know get on the mats the thing about anything in life is you wake up in the morning and you got to make the decision to go. And then when you make the decision to go, you got to throw your leg over that bed and then you get your clothes on and then you get to the car. And even through all these transitions, you're still questioning like, should I go? Should I go? Should I go? You know what? If your brain is telling you, Oh, maybe you need a break. Well, get to the gym and decide that, you know, like, <clears throat> don't make the decision while you're at home. Get to the gym and make that decision. Yep. I, I, I can't emphasize enough how many times I've wanted to quit something, but I didn't because of discipline, you know? Mm-hmm. 
so many no. times. So many times I'll be driving yeah. home from work like, man, I'm tired. I'm about to go home. I ain't feeling it. Yeah. I blink and I'm at right. the gym parking lot. <laughs> like, right, yeah. So, well, yeah. And that speaks volumes. I mean, look, you, you blink and now you're a brown belt. Like, yeah. just, just like your story, man, right? It's like it, the, the, the journey seems long, but when you get there, it doesn't seem that long. At all. At all. You know? Cause you, you know, you get so, you know, I got so wrapped up into it cause it was like, yeah, I went from, you know, training, you know, two days a week to training four days a week to right. helping with, you know, see, you know, seeing my instructor get his black belt and meeting a red belt, meeting a coral belt, you know, meeting, you know, Chris Hodder and just all these other people that you, you know, you hear, like you see their names online or you see their name on blogs and stuff, but to actually meet these people and like man it's it's so crazy how many i guess you want to say famous people i've met doing jujitsu in right. such a small little period of time where like i could you know x i can call my instructor now i was like hey dude you know xyz about chris harder he's like well i can message him and ask him right. like i said my you know my our uh, my instructor's master or our grandmaster anybody of the joe moera lineage like we have contact with all these people that we don't know each other from a can of paint but the fact that we both do jujitsu that's instant family right there right so yeah man jujitsu is amazing <laughs> so. yeah you find you certainly find your tribe yeah you know like I, I love it. I, I love the guys I train with. I love the guys that I've, I've met. I even, you know, I still, I, I talk to everybody that I've done episodes of this podcast with, on a daily. So, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, and I think like outside of the, the component of being intimately close for combat, right? Like we're in, for women, like if you're rolling with a woman and you're a man you're in compromising positions mm -hmm. and that person has to trust you. So if, if, if we're at a, in a situation where someone's giving you that level of trust, that should, that should just tell you right there that this sport is offering something far more greater than, than most sports. Like I'm not trying to punch a female in the head. Right. You know, I mean, it, uh, there, 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 we've got like, I don't know, like eight women or seven women at our gym and, you know, one of them's a brown belt, some of them are blue belts, some of them are white belts and, and, you know, we got one purple belt and the thing is, is like, don't sleep on them. Don't, don't treat them less because they're a woman, mm -hmm. but certainly, but certainly, you know, they're, they can trust that they're in this tribe. Like there's no creeps, there's not nothing. You know, right. And I think that's the that's the best part about this is um, you're going to find within that tribe other people that you can trust your life with. It's almost like getting out of the military. I this is this is the one thing I can honestly say that's equal to the military is the veteran community is very tight. I mean, we can hate each other a thousand ways, but we'll ride or die still with one another. Mm -hmm. And when you find your tribe in jiu-jitsu, it's the same thing. Same thing. Same you know? damn thing. Yeah. I mean, I train with federal agents, and I own a dispensary. Like, what, what's going on here? You know? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What's going on? You know? Right. So, 
it's it's a silly world we live in, but just enjoy the silliness of it and embrace jujitsu. You know. Yes, embrace jujitsu, man. Definitely, definitely words I do live by. But um, yeah, man. If there's anything else you want to add, if there's anything else you want to ask me, um, you know, I would love for you to shout out your uh your school, shout out your bi- uh your business. I definitely want you to plug that too because uh recovery for jujitsu is just as important as training jujitsu. So definitely want to be able to get that word out to you know help people uh be able to train much longer. So the floor is all yours, sir. Yeah, so I just I just wanted to say thank you for having me on here. It's it's a very unique opportunity because I'm a nobody. But I was going to say, um, you know, if, if you guys are looking for something with quick recovery, you're welcome to call my shop. Um, you're welcome to call me. Uh, I, I hand out my number, no problem, 630-600-1702. Uh, I'll guide you. I have an extensive knowledge on, on uh, the cannabinoid plant. Uh, we make our product very affordable for people. Uh, maybe you and I can work out something where we, where I help sponsor you. Um, and then, uh, you know, as, as somebody who's partaked in this podcast, let's just grow together, man. Hopefully we, one day we run into each other, we get to train. So definitely, man. Um, yeah, dude, thank you. I'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. But yeah, so, that's that's right. definitely the goal, that, that's man. That's it. That's my spiel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank my guest Mike for coming on to the show. I really hope you guys enjoyed the tales and some of our experiences. Uh, please go follow our Facebook and Instagram pages to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. Thanks.